Greetings, and thank you for listening to the Antelope Island State Park Podcast. My name is Trish, and I am lucky to be the park naturalist out at Antelope Island. One of the many goals that we have at the park is to maintain what we call watchable wildlife. Now, this is still a wild place, and we're not going to guarantee that you're going to come out and see all of the critters, but we do have some tricks to try to make the wildlife more visually accessible. As much as we can, it is still a wild place, so we do what we can without affecting the wild nature of the park. For example, we have some troughs put out to catch some of the natural spring water that comes from the springs. All of the animals, even us, get our drinking water from freshwater springs on the island. So we will put troughs on some of those so that they will be spring-fed and be more accessible for the wildlife so that when they come down to get a drink from those those troughs that folks can see them just from the road. So you'll see that especially along the east side road if you go down toward Fielding Gar Ranch. They're pretty obvious. Sometimes these tricks to make the wildlife more accessible, sometimes they're less noticeable. The burrowing owl boxes, for example, some of those are put fairly close to the road so that folks who know what to look for will get a better chance to see those burrowing owls. Now, shameless plug, (laughs) if you see a truck parked on the side of the road with a ranger looking through a spotting scope or binoculars, you should probably stop and ask her what she's looking at because that's probably going to be me. (laughs) And I'm probably looking at um, or looking for something super cool. With the burrowing owls especially, if you don't know what you're looking for, um, they're pretty hard to spot. They're small creatures and they are grass colored. So if you see me, stop me. And even if it's not me, we're all super nice out here and we do love chatting with our visitors. So stop and say hi and, and see what we're looking at. Now, all of that said, (laughs) one critter that we have not been able to make super accessible is our bighorn sheep. Our bighorn sheep herd is not native to the island, at least not in recent times. There is evidence of them being on the island historically, but in 1997, we brought 23 bighorn sheep to the island, and that was with the purpose of establishing a nursery herd of healthy animals. And what we'll do then is eventually transplant those healthy bighorn sheep into areas of the state who need a little boost in their sheep populations. Sheep are super susceptible to respiratory illness, so the island should be an ideal place to keep them protected from those infections from other herds uh, because we're surrounded by water, right? More on that in just a minute. Our sheep grow very large. The males weigh around 300 pounds and they stand around three feet at their shoulders. Female are just a bit smaller, but both male and female sheep have horns that grow through their lifetime. The male horns are much larger. Females are more slim and short, but they both use those for protection, combat, and for foraging for food. Now the male horns, those are the ones that it's kind of that iconic big curl. Those can weigh up to 30 pounds, which alone is three times heavier than your head. (laughs) Imagine wearing a 30-pound hat every day that you can never take off. I would get a stiff neck. Sheep have hooves that are essentially just toenails, but they are shaped to hold on to even really small ledges of rock. And the inside of their hooves are soft pads, and that helps them with traction on slippery slopes. So this is what allows them to live in steep rocky areas. 
And unfortunately for us humans, the best steep rocky areas on Antelope Island are on the west side where there are no roads. So folks have often seen sheep from the Frary Peak Trail or the Split Rock Loop Trail. So not as accessible from the roads, but people are seeing them doing those hikes. That said, I have been surprised myself to find a ram down near White Rock Bay Campground. So it's possible to find them in low grassy areas as well, just not as common. It rarely happens, but it did once. So you really never know what you're going to find during your visit to Antelope Island. Also, our annual shed hunt event that usually happens around March every year, that event gets them super stirred up. So if you come out around that time, you may get lucky and see one down in the lower areas. I'll link a study that our biologist, uh, Dr. Stephen Bates, did on the impact that that event has on our sheep and other ungulates. It's pretty significant. Bighorn sheep eat grasses and sedges, and through the winter they can sustain on the sagebrush that is available. They have a fancy four-part stomach, and that lets them come down, eat a lot, gobble gobble, and then go back into those rocky areas where they're safe from predators to reach you and digest their food properly. They get a lot of hydration from their food too, a lot of moisture in those grasses, so they don't have to come down for water very often. The island does have those freshwater springs I mentioned. There are 40 of them that are fairly active, but the biologists have also installed guzzlers in some of that higher, rockier terrain, and that's to make it easier for the sheep to access water so they don't have to come down into those springs. If you're not familiar with a wildlife guzzler, they're essentially just self-sustaining water storage systems, and they make water accessible for critters where they wouldn't normally have that access. Our friends over at the Utah Division of Wildlife Resources have a really great video on YouTube that explains those guzzlers really well. The sheep do have predators on the island, so that rocky terrain on the west side of the island helps protect them from from those. Coyotes and even golden eagles will hunt bighorn sheep, and unfortunate for the sheep because out here they share habitat with those golden eagles. Since the introduction in 1997, our herd grew to a very healthy size and we were able to periodically move some of those animals to other places in the state. And unfortunately, in December 2018, we learned that there was a respiratory disease outbreak in our bighorn sheep herd. Remember, that's that really infectious illness that is pretty common in sheep. That was a bad time. It was it was a bad, bad time. It was really devastating. We went from a thriving herd of around 160 animals to 26 live animals. And those survivors were either suffering also and going to suffocate eventually with infected lungs, or they were carriers of the disease and had to be removed anyway. So it was it was it was a bummer. It was a hard, hard time out here. But how did they get sick? We're an island, and we don't allow livestock into the park every day. As I record this, the lake's getting lower and lower. But the lake has been pretty dry for several years. I personally wasn't able to ask any of the sheep, but we suspect that the infection came from one of them crossing the dry lake bed and bumping noses with some domestic critter out there that was sick. A, a sheep, goat, llama, alpaca, something of that nature out by Salt Lake City. So now what? 
We're not an island anymore. We can't guarantee that any of our animals will stay here and remain disease-free. Really, everything is at risk now. It was a major concern. So we built a fence. If you head down toward Fielding Gar Ranch, you're going to notice that tall fence that basically um, cups the south end of the island. It's way out on the lake bed. Um, down on the south end, that's the real dry area. That's the area that the animals are most likely to cross. So the good news in all of this is that after we completed that fence in January 2020, Utah's Division of Wildlife Resources brought 24 happy, healthy bighorn sheep down from Montana to reestablish that nursery herd on the island. In the most recent survey, we estimate around 37 animals, so they are doing well and building in numbers. And once we grow again to around 125 animals, we will be able to start moving them off the island again into those other areas. Thanks again for listening. If you like what you are hearing, please subscribe and tell a friend. If you have any feedback or suggestions for the podcast, please let me know by emailing me at tackley at utah.gov. The park is open every day from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. You can find park information at our website at antelopeisland.utah.gov, on Facebook at Antelope Island SP, Instagram at Antelope Island State Park, Twitter at Antelope SP, and if you're within about 50 miles from our causeway, you can pick up Antelope Island Radio on AM 530. See you on the island.